Thought Bubble Audio. Hi, and welcome to Batwoman TV Talk, your weekly podcast following the adventures of Beth Kane as Alice. I am Palmer, and with me, as always, is Tony Ann. Say hi, Tony Ann. Hello, how are you? I'm doing good. How about you? I'm doing very well. Good. What uh, What is new, as the kids say? Not much. I am curious why you changed the intro from, from Ryan to Beth. Because in this episode, Beth goes on a road trip. I was going to work in like – I was going to try and work in like a um, – uh, oh, man, who was it? Who, who – who used to do the um, Who used to do the telethon every year? Jerry Lewis. Oh, I was yes. gonna I was gonna try and work in like a Martin and Lewis reference for Sophie and Beth, but I just couldn't do it. Because I was just usually we actually do the intro on Batwoman, so the the changeup confused me. <laughs> it's like oh, I that's new. I was I was also supposed to rename us for this week um, Alice TV Talk, but I blew past that, so. <laughs> Well, thank you for that, because I would have been like, what the hell? (laughs) You started interrupting, so we're going to go again. No, no, this is what I meant to do. (laughs) Okay. All right. So we're coming back for our third straight week on time. I am loving this. Um, And we're going to jump right into it. We're going to jump right into Season 2, Episode 3, Batgirl Magic. I loved this episode title. I thought it was so cute. I do I do like the episode title. Whether or not I like the episode is another thing. We're going to oh, find out. Really? Yeah, there were some there were some things about this episode that for some reason didn't sit didn't sit right with me just based off of what was going on. But we'll get to it as it comes up. I, because... have, I think I think we're going to have completely different takes. So this episode's going to be fun. Uh, I think so too which will be good, uh, but we'll uh, we'll get into it. So at the beginning, we open up in a hotel with random guy on bed. He has a name, but he's not going to be alive for long. So <laughs> it was like it was like Capitelli or some sort of pasta. I don't know. I, I didn't even um, register the name, to be honest. Yeah, it's like Capanelli, actually. But I was like, oh, I am, that guy. I am, yeah, I am not going to go... I am not going to ruin my pasta joke for it. So uh, he's just on the bed watching TV. There's a woman in the tub uh, washing up, knock at the door. He asks if she ordered room service, but she's got AirPods in. You can tell they're AirPods because the little thing comes down like the cheek a little bit. They're not just regular earbuds. They're expensive AirPods, which apparently – like villains are not allowed to use Apple products. This is a thing that I, for some reason, know in movies and TV. But yeah, I think they because Apple wants it's something like the image, like they don't want their brand associated with evil characters or something crazy yeah. like that. Yeah, but people committing adultery is totally fine. So turns out at the door is Victor Zaz, who's been hired to kill this person because he's a two-timing, he's two-timing his wife with the woman in the tub. I love him. I'm just gonna put that out there. Like that, and that's fine. So he, so he kills the, he kills the guy, 
and then has like a short monologue about how you know he could have sprung for the room with a double tub and the wife who's paying him to kill them both spent more money than he did on her and then he knocks her out with like a high class bottle of champagne or kills he her knocked him out too yeah with the, the same high... bottle of champagne i was uh, like that bottle of champagne <laughs> did not break which i find completely odd cuz i i put something out on twitter when i was when i was watching cuz i wasn't expecting that to happen at all i was like oh okay but i also kind of like this guy because he's snarky like he's sadistic and psychotic but he's snarky and sarcastic so he's very entertaining for me yes so this is our first look at victor zaz uh after he kills them he cuts oh this is what took me out he said ole right before he smashed him in the head with a champagne bottle (laughs) He um, after he kills them, he makes two hash marks on his body, one on his body and one on his head because he's run out of room. Although he did still have room right around his armpit, so he wasn't really looking that hard. Can I just for some reason when he slashed his head completely grossed me out. I was like, ew. The rest of his body was fine. But the head was too much. Yeah, no, the head was too much for me. I mean, because you know what? Those scars looked old. And we like, I just, it was just like the whole thing was weird. And like also right. posing the couple in the bed and then stripping down in front of the dead bodies in order to be able to stab himself. I was like, okay, he's also psychotic. Yes, like, and that is very Victor Zaz in the comics. Like him keeping track of his kills by cutting himself is what he does. What I don't what i don't like in this show is his personality however if they didn't name him victor zaz i loved him as a character like i thought the personality was great i liked the villain of the week actually having some sort of personality um it just i just wish they didn't call him after a comic book character because the two did not mesh well together aha so I love him as a character on the show. I don't love him as Victor Zaz because of the comic book, um, because of the comic bookness of Victor Zaz. So I understand why it doesn't really matter to you and why it's so conflicting for me. Right, because I have no comic book knowledge and you do. So it's like two opposing right. forces in your brain. OK, that makes yeah. sense. And I had had this conversation with um, one of the co-hosts from Superwoman TV Talk, Tim, and he like we were on the same page. He's like, I really love this personality. I hate the fact that he's named Zaz. So that was what is his personality in the comics if it's not this? Um, It's just a darker like he doesn't really have like a snarky or really any like type of personality. Like he is just a complete. He is just a complete, like, sociopath in the comics. Like, he kills people. He's not even really, like, a hitman. He just kills people for fun and marks his body. So his personality is wafer thin in the comics. So he got, like, a really good upgrade, but I just feel like it takes out a little bit of his menacing. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. From there, we go over to a alley where someone is trying to buy some drugs. Um, we commented in the first episode when we saw the False Face Society uh, goon members. I was joking they were like about to shoot up heroin. It's actually a drug called Snake Bite, which is the latest 
boutique designer drug in Gotham. Um, this person comes up to the dealer trying to buy some. The guy's like, you know, you've been here too much. You're going to attract attention. And he does because Batwoman shows up by throwing like three or four batarangs missing every time. Oh, my God. I was dying at this whole exchange. So she comes in, almost sticks the landing, but not quite. Throws like three or four batarangs. Luke giving her crap that they're like apparently $1,000 a batarang, which sounds like a government price if I've ever heard one. Yeah. Like, how are these batarangs costing $1,000? And what's the resource in which he's able to constantly replenish the ones that she's using? I mean, because... Well, his resource was Kate. Like, Kate was rich. Oh, well, that's true. You know, I don't know if he has... I don't know if he has access to, like, the Wayne Trust Fund now that Bruce is missing, but... Also, I, I feel I, like I feel like Bruce um, took care of Lucius Fox's family, so he could also be somewhat somewhat rich. Gotcha. But I did like that they were establishing in this scene uh, that she's not really comfortable in the, in Kate's suit. Mm-hmm. I really like that because it made it clear why they were up why they were going to upgrade the suit, which we'll talk about later when we see it. But I really did like that they were establishing that she's not comfortable in this version of the suit. Right. So she finally hits the guy with one batarang. Right in the kneecap, I believe. Yep, right in the kneecap. Knocks him down. Um, Then we hear a beeping going off, and she's like, oh, gotta go. Go shooting out of the way onto her, her parole officer because she has a meeting. So apparently she has she doesn't have an ankle monitor. So I'm assuming it was just an alarm on her phone. Yeah, it's a yeah, it would I would guess it would be an alarm on her phone cuz she had a scheduled check-in. Yeah. So she makes it to she makes it to her appointment with a few with 12 seconds to spare according to the parole officer. Um and the parole officer is like, "I does this mean you have a job?" Sure. <laughs> we we cut over to we cut over to Ryan running into Mary's top secret, super secret <laughs> medical facility that no one knows about, where she is um, seeing a patient who has cancer and has been going through chemotherapy. Ryan comes running in and she's like, you're going to get a call in about five seconds. And the answer is yes. And Mary gets a call from the parole officer and she's and we hear Mary say, "Yes, I am the current owner of the holdup. Yes, I hired Ryan as a bartender. I loved how she cut fruit." Now, did you think that that it was, that was a be... good that that was a good idea, like a good reason to hire somebody as a bartender? No, 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 that wasn't going to be my question. Did you think oh. that that was the job that she uh, said? Because for some reason, I was expecting her to say that she was working at Mary's clinic. That I would have loved even more. Like I'm, uh, my job is actually working in a super secret uh, medical clinic that nobody knows about. Um, because at this point, that's what I would expect of Mary's <laughs> medical clinic. Like, I would expect Ryan to fully be like, "Yep, I'm working with a doctor." So I, when she said bartender at the holdup, I was like, "Oh, okay, that works." Mary was kind of confused because, um, well. 
she's a parolee, so typically they're not allowed uh, to be bartenders. And she was like, she made a uh, exception for me because no one would hire me. <laughs> so Mary's like, well, I'm going to call my bar manager and tell her you'll be in for training. Over at the Crow's headquarters, we find out that they've uncovered or, well, they've found Kate's cell phone while while um, Jacob is giving just kind of an overview of the fact about snakebite and how it's the new designer drug and he doesn't want it on the streets. I'm caring less and less about Jacob as the season progresses, I'm not going to lie. I mean, he's just there to search for to search for Kate. Um, and I think he's going to have at least a little bit more to do now. So we'll we'll see what happens after this episode. Yeah, hopefully, because, again, I could have completely done without Jacob this episode, but maybe it's just me. This episode, absolutely. Like, he's not really needed in this episode. But, I mean, he he wasn't needed in every episode last season either. This is the first time I feel like he has, like, scenes or maybe three at most and yeah they could have been taken out it it does nothing to be in there it doesn't hurt anything if it's taken away so but it's really the first time i felt he was completely unnecessary to the episode we have we have sophie and alice waking up on coriana on the oh, that's beach. the name of the island yes yep coriana uh on the beach because they knocked him out dragged him there and let them wake up on the beach I don't, I, I don't know why but they're on the beach surrounded that's by what men happens in television shows you wake up on the beach yep that's how you get lost and i don't mean like you can't find yourself i mean the show lost no and i, I re- knew what you and meant. we all remember how that turned out but yeah it's it happens in a bunch of tv shows you know you get kidnapped or your plane crashes or insert reason why you would be on the beach but you end up waking up on the beach yeah so Sophie was the second one to wake up. Alice is already awake. Tells Sophie that she missed a beautiful sunrise. Um, Sophie asks why they're there, and Alice is actually kind of surprised that they let Sophie live. She's <laughs> like, like, I'm surprised they got you a companion ticket. I'm right where I wanted to be. I wanted an audience with the Queen. Uh, Tatiana comes in and says, "All right, Alice, time to go. Let's let's take you to um, Sophia." Back did we the... skip? Did we skip the scene where Sophia and Tatiana were talking, and Tatiana told her that they were waking up, and she told them to bring her Alice and to just let Sophie stew? Um, we did skip it because it was really just. It was the scene that preceded this scene of Tatiana just showing up and be like, "All right, let's go." <laughs> um, but it was our first look at. It was our first look at Sophia. I gotta uh, say, I like her. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You don't you don't sound as convinced when you say that as I do. I don't know if I the actress is fine. The actress is good and I think she played her well. I think I just expected a little more out of the like out of casting her. Um and I mean like casting her character, not necessarily cast you know, when they announce this actress, I don't know anything about the actress. I just feel she looks a little old for the part okay so tatiana shows up alice let's go we go over to hamilton dynamics or hamilton yeah hamilton dynamics and zaz is there zaz uh walks in 
chokes out somebody because that's what Zaz does. <sighs> Goes through into a um, into a lab. The alarm's blaring. Scientist grabs a gun, points it at Zaz. Zaz naturally tells him that the safety's on. Everyone falls for this in TV and movies. Looks at the gun. Zaz takes it from him, shoots him. Like, oh no, sorry. Safety was safety was fine. Takes the computer. We go to we go to break. We come back from break. We're at we're in the Batcave with Mary, Ryan, and Luke watching the TV or watching the monitor, seeing Zaz's break in at Hamilton Dynamics. I loved this whole scene. Trying to figure out trying to figure out exactly who he is. Ryan recognizes him. And Luke is like, why do you know who this man is? <laughs> yeah, Ryan recognizes him as a hitman, Victor Zaz. Luke wonders how she how she knows who he who he is. She's like, well, we used to run in the same circles. I know people who know him. Yep. And Mary's like, see, that's great. She knows who we're after. No, but my favorite thing was big circles, wide circles. Big circles, wide circles. So <laughs> I don't like the fact that Luke, for some reason, doesn't know who he is. Like this isn't his first. He doesn't just show up in Gotham. Like he's been there, and it's kind of already established that he, you know, with Ryan saying he's a he's a hitman that works in the city. Like it feels like something that Luke should have known about when Kate was Batwoman. Like even if he wasn't doing anything, you probably still want to keep tabs on a ser- on a serial killer. Unless it's unless he was in town doing stuff before Kate became Batwoman, in which case he would have no reason to really know anything because he didn't really pay attention to the criminal contingent that much until Kate became Batwoman. And if anything, he did. Pres- you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I know. It just it, it just seemed like a weird gap in his knowledge for criminals that could be operating inside of Gotham. There's also a there's also a part in the scene where as they're watching they're trying to figure out exactly what he would want to steal from Hamilton Dynamics and Ryan and Ryan asks Mary well like what do you guys have there? Mary mentions the fact that she sold all of her sold all of her holdings in Hamilton when her mom died, which is something I don't think we knew about. I don't think we knew that either. Yeah. So she actually has nothing to do with Hamilton Dynamics. Um, but this surprises Ryan, who says, what, you're a multi-billionaire and you're only paying me twelve fifty an hour? <laughs> and this, then the secret's out that she is working at the holdup, which is news to Luke. Who, and he's not thrilled about it. He is not thrilled. And I'm starting to think, for one, I'm starting to think, like, Mary and Ryan might be a thing. Like, I think Mary has a crush on Ryan. Did you think that, or did you think she was trying to make Ryan literally the new Kate? No. And I, have, I like, think she has a I think crush? She has, yep. I think she has a crush on Ryan. I am dubbing them – I am dubbing them Myron. That's their ship name. I like it. So um, she comes up uh, – Ryan comes up with the idea of, hey – I can go talk to I can go talk to um, Zaz and figure out. Nope, that's later. That's later. I was gonna say, isn't this when she gets the call about having to go meet her par- parole officer because she's waiting at the holdup? And then yes. Luke is like, well, what about 
him and she's like, well, I'll trace him once you get an address for me. Yes. So they have to find out they have to find a way to trace Victor's as and they're going to do it by by the information Mary gives them of. Well, Ryan gives them of he uses some high end French lotion that translates to baby's butt, which (laughs) naturally Mary knows the exact name of. Now, I have watched this episode twice. And at the rate she says the name of the product, I am fully confident she doesn't actually say French words and just babbles. <laughs> did you actually look up how to say baby's bottom in French to see if she did? I watched this with um, with closed captioning on. So closed captioning actually says what she says. And hold on a second. Let me... Let me get to the part where she actually says it, because, like I said, she says it really fast. But the, but what she said was actually because I just googled I just googled the 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 French um translation of baby's bottom, and it is what she said. Le fesses de bibi. Yep. Nope. It's exactly what she said. She just said it really, really quickly. That's what the closed captioning says. She said. I am positive none of those words came out of her mouth. No, it. I. I definitely. I definitely heard the last part and the first part, but the middle was. She said it so fast it was hard to distinguish. But yeah, it's definitely what she said. Yeah. So she's like, "All right, go track baby's butt," and Mary waves to her like that. See, you don't just wave to someone. You, Mary is crushing she... on her. I don't know if she's crushing on her or if it's just she she's looking to fill the void that she doesn't have now that Kate's gone. No, she's crushing on her. We're back over on Coriana. Alice is led to Sophia and she she sees this nice spread of food and she's like, is this like a last meal before you kill me? And Sophia says, this is me saying there's no hard feeling. So sit, have a drink. Mary thinks she's trying to poison her, which she might be. Who knows? And Sophia's like, nope, I'm not trying to poison you. This is fine. This starts off this starts off a weird plot in this episode that I didn't really love. Sophia, uh, Alice says, you know, Alice brings up the fact that Sophia blew up Kate's plane and thus killing Kate. And she denies it flat out. She's like, you know, why would I do that? You know, there's no there's no reason for me to do that. And which is fine. Like, all right. If, then who did? Like, if it wasn't. But also, ahead. why would you send an article claiming responsibility? Were you just trying to lure her there? Well, no, according to her, she like she didn't even send that is is what she was saying. She was like, I didn't do any of these things you're saying I did. Did you believe her when she said it? Cause I'm not sure that I did. Well, <sighs> especially with what she says later. Well, here's the thing. So we're not going to, we're not going to talk about what she says later. We're just going to take this into context. Like if she wanted Alice to know she blew up Kate's plane or she tried to kill Kate or whatever and sent her that letter when Alice shows up and then says, well, you sent me the letter there's no reason for her to deny it. You know, uh, it's it's just unless, weird. Like it just yeah. doesn't it doesn't make sense. Is so when she says it, I'm like, all right, so someone's trying to frame her. 
So, all right, you know, now there's a new mystery, you know, because we, you know, it was kind of like, hey, this is the first episode. This is what happened to Kate. Oh, all right. Well, we already solved that. Nope, nope. Now it's it wasn't Sophia. So who's setting her up? Which was an interesting subject. Either way, it was interesting. I just if Sophia is behind it, there's no reason for her to deny it, especially after she admits it. And if she didn't do it, then who did? We also find out that Alice has been on the island before, and Sophia had kind of trained her as one of her as one of her minions and soldiers before she left the island. So this is not something we knew, correct? We knew there was a connection between Sophia and Alice. We didn't know what. So at some point after she left. After, so I don't, I don't honestly remember if it's this scene 100% or if it's a little bit down the, or if it's in another scene. We know she shows up, or Sophia finds her on a boat after they, after she kills um, Mouse's grandmother, and after Mouse goes to prison. So this is back when she was uh, alone. Okay, that's what I figured, but I just wanted to make sure I had my timeline right. Yes. Um, this is another thing that I'm not too thrilled at in this episode is it seems like they're giving Sophia's link to Alice rather than in the comics. It's Kate. Yeah. Kate's so it sounds like a cares. lot of the issues you have with this episode are the liberties the show is taking versus what happened in the comic books. So far, yes. Um, so in the comics, Kate's the one who kind of washes up on the island after she leaves Point Rock. She goes on like she like Kate after she leaves Point Rock goes on like a worldwide trek of uh, of like a drinking binge and kind of washes up on Coriana and her and Sophia fall in love and kind of um, and Sophia kind of heals her emotionally. And it seems like they're doing that with Alice. And yet, and now this is another question is, do her and Alice have a past relationship, like an actual romantic one? Interesting question. Yes. We go over to Ryan uh, as Batwoman going to Victor Zaz's apartment because they found out where his baby butt was. (laughs) There's a really, there's a, Nice interaction between Zaz and Ryan in this in this scene in which Zaz is like, you know, you don't really look comfortable. And Ryan's like, well, the suit, you know, the suit wasn't made for me. It's a nice scene. And it like it's Zaz kind of lulling her into a false sense of security before trying to kill her with a with a shoulder mounted surface to air missile. Which can we discuss that for one second? Sure. He shoots that off right out the window, yep. and she yep. she jumps. Yep. What? <laughs> what made it explode? I don't know. It might have. It might have hit a bird. How did nothing around her get destroyed? Like, how is that building still standing? Uh, it's Gotham, so you probably build buildings to withstand like Superman. I mean, it just. I I'm like, okay, there was like a giant explosion, and we come back. And there is, like, no news coverage of, nope. like, a building crater to the ground. Nope. <laughs> I was like, what the hell? 
you know, it blows up in midair and it's fine. Everything's fine. Yeah, that that didn't um, that didn't make a lot of sense. But also, like all of his observations in this scene about her not being comfortable with the identity of Batwoman also don't really make sense. Like it's being said for the like the sake of the viewer. Well, it's uh, no, but I could understand why he said it because I mean, there is nothing he, in that scene that that feels that way. Oh no, and he he wasn't he didn't he wasn't witness. in the alley at night, right? Right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. See, so that's I can see that's what, what I'm saying is like like he's saying that specifically for the benefit of the of the viewer, and like I said, it it works because he's kind of lulling her into the false sense of security so he can attack her, but what he's saying doesn't really compute right like he's just kind of pulling it out of nowhere we come back from commercial we're in the bat cave with ryan mary and al uh no luke luke that's yep because uh when ryan you know ryan was looking for the laptop that zaz stole she grabbed the laptop on her you know when before zaz walked in on her and made sure she had it when she went diving out of the way of a rocket we find out that on the computer was a list of names, random names with people with random occupations. One was a science teacher. One was a plumber. Yeah. There's, they, no, there's no real connection to who or why they're on this list. Yeah. And there's no real like they're not criminals. Like there was it, they all just seemed like normal people. Right. Ryan gets the idea of, well, Zaz is a hitman. This is a list of names. Someone hired him to get this na- these names. So to figure out what's going on, maybe he will just tell us who he's working for. It'll be fine. And So naive. Yeah, and Luke's like, he's not just going to tell Batwoman. And Ryan's like, no, remember, I'm Ryan. I have a past criminal history. And Mary's like, right, because he knows who you are, right? So the plan is for Ryan to talk to Zaz as Ryan and hope that Ryan can ask Zaz who Zaz who hired Zaz to kill and get these names. And she got the money from Mary to use as the right. And we assume it's all real money. Yeah. Well, because she's like, so you're a billionaire, right? How much <laughs> of that is liquid? I mean, like liquid gold, champagne, wine. <laughs> I don't know. She she shows up at this high-class restaurant. Zaz is just kind of chilling there alone at a table, and she sits down, and she's like, you know me. I used to date, I believe she said her name was Angelique, and he's like, oh, you're Angelique's ex. You broke her heart. I well, love that, a lesbian drama. That also kind of confirms, because there's been a couple questions circulating on Twitter on whether or not Ryan was gay. And it hadn't officially been addressed where she fell sexuality wise. So at least she's at um, least if she's not full on gay, she's at least we know now she's bi. I I believe they've like in the character description, I believe they said she is a lesbian uh in the show. I know she's bi in real life, right? Is that I, I think so, but I know I know they had it in the character breakdown, but they haven't actually addressed it on right. screen yet until now. No, they have. Um, oh, they have? Yes, episode, episode, last episode, last episode um, when Sophie is 
interrogating Ryan about the convenience store, she asked why her girlfriend wasn't the one driving the getaway car this time. Oh, and she right, said they right. broke okay. up. Yeah. Yep, yep. Okay, I got it. So, yeah. But now we have a name to that. Her name was Angelique. And we also know that Victor Zaz loves lesbian drama, apparently. <laughs> and Ryan's like, well, I heard your last, you know, your last job went sideways, so I want to hire you. And she throws down the duffel bag of money because that's what you do at a high-class restaurant. Yeah. <laughs> and so she says, you know, I want you to kill Alice because she killed my parent or my mother, which is – a true. real thing, right. The, the, this is all true, which is good. And Zaz tells her, well, just because my job went sideways doesn't mean it's over. So she, Ryan asks who she has to beat price-wise. And Zaz tells her, I don't kill and tell, and he walks away. After he leaves, Ryan goes digging through the bag and pulls out a crimson device and talks to Luke through the earpiece, asking if the device captured all of Zaz's cell phone information. Which that was really smart. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there are are times where I'm like, does the show really need to keep information from us? Which isn't a huge thing, but like, you have this scene prior where Luke's like, he's not just going to tell us who he's killing, who hired him. And then the scene's over, and we're left to think, well, they convinced Luke to do it. But it was... No, he might not, but we have this device that could help us. Like, I don't know why they don't they didn't feel the need to just add that into the scene. Like, it's one of those things where it's just like, why? Because I think they wanted the reveal. Audience? They thought the reveal would be kind of cool, which it was. Because I thought, oh, yeah. that was smart. Yeah, it was. It was fine. Like I said, that's not a huge deal. It was just something I was thinking of actually right now. So they figure out he they uncrypt the phone. They find out his last contact, Sophia. We go over to Coriana, and Alice is walking with Sophia hand-in-hand down the beach. Not really. They're passing. They're on a path full of torches talking about why Alice feels like Sophia would have any sort of ill feelings towards her. And so Alice kind of recounts last year's episode with the rifle. She's like, you know, he worked for you. I was supposed to give him a way to kill Batwoman, and he gave me... He gave me the serum, uh, the Desert Rose serum, and then I reneged on the deal, and then you killed all of my henchmen. And she was like, you have henchmen? She was like, well, had. And Sophia's like, well, that sounds that sounds tedious. Like, it, like she makes it sound like it's beneath her to yeah. do this. But it really isn't. Like, like everything we've heard about Sophia last season, like, that's exactly what she would do. Like that's what that's what that's what someone in her position would do if if like reneged on a deal or screwed her over. And again, like I don't see why Sophia's playing. Like if she's lying, I don't see why she's going to that extent when she's theoretically already admitted to it. So there's got to be a reason. Yeah, uh, probably. I don't know if the writers thought of it yet, but we go over to the beach and Sophie is talking to is talking to Tatiana. And Tatiana is the one who kind of gives us gives us a glimpse of the backstory of Alice and Sophia. Did you catch a vibe here between Sophie and Tatiana? Because I kept watching this scene and uh, scenes they have later in the episode, too. 
I was just like, huh, there's chemistry here. Look, Sophie is like, um, Sophie is a lot like, uh, man, uh, Kate McGrath on, on Supergirl. Like, Lena? But, Lena, thank you. I wanted to, like, I don't know why I couldn't think of Lena. I had another L in my head and I couldn't think of what it was. But it's, it's a lot like Lena Luthor in Supergirl. Like, you put her in a scene with a, with a, good-looking woman and there's instant chemistry there you have her kiss a guy and it looks like you forced her at gunpoint to kiss a brick wall it's true though it really is like like oh man and i love kate mcgrath but like just you should never have her kiss a guy because it just looks horrible so we have so sophie's wondering why why Alice is still alive, like why they were brought to the island and Tatiana, you know, she's like, why is Alice still alive? Why did you bring us here? And which is odd because Sophia kind of said the same question to Alice. Why are you standing here? So Tatiana tells um, Sophie that Sophia prides herself in being a fair and just ruler. And Sophia took in Alex and groomed her to be a soldier, promised her an eternity and protection and health. And then Sophie, you know, kind of fills in the pieces of she wanted to go back to Gotham and kill Jacob. And yeah, get revenge on the Kane family. Yep. And, and Tatiana said she broke the cardinal cardinal rule. She yep. tried to leave and took the desert. Was it desert flower? She tried to take the desert rose off the island. Did she? Tr- no, I think she said she did. Didn't no, she? No, says she. She tried to leave and take a desert flower with her. So I don't believe she did because if she did, she wouldn't have needed to get the serum from the rifle. Oh, true. Because the flower is where the serum comes from. And I wonder Alice, what she. Alice wonder what knows she that. Did she need the serum to kill Kate? Was that what it, she wanted to use it for? Uh, we don't know why she wanted the serum just yet, but we do know like. It's a pretty powerful cure. Like, we've seen it cure. We saw it cure the poison that she had. So it's quite it, – it could just be, like, Alice had already had the idea of poisoning Mary and, uh, Mary and Catherine Hamilton or poisoning other people and making them choose which one to live. Um, so, you know, that's, that's where we're at. We go back to Sophia and Alice – and Sophia talks about, you know, I was able to forgive you once, but now I don't, you know, it's going to be harder to forgive you for this. You expose the secret of the desert flower to the world. And she talks about how her family's been the one to protect the secret of the island, her, you know, for generations. And how, you know, if the secret of these flowers got out, that, you know, it would be like people going to the Mideast for oil or you had the Af- you know the African diamond trade. She's like, you know, people just come here and try and take over the island. And Alice is like, well, see, this is why you killed Kate. And again, Sophia denies it. This is like Peter denying Jesus for the third time. Like now, three times she's denied this. Is it because Kate's not – see, I wonder if she's denying killing Kate, not necessarily well, the crash – but no, because like in this scene, in this scene specifically, Alice, Alice says like you you blew up her plane. So 
like even if she didn't kill her, who blew up her plane is still like, hey, like that, you know, before you blew up my sister's jet. And she said, I didn't bring down her jet. So I don't know. And Alice says, well, I didn't give I didn't give the secret of the island to the world. I just gave it to one person and she did the rest. uh, Sophia asks her who she is. We go over to the Batcave. We see Mary. We see Luke looking at three different passports of Sophia on the computer. They're trying to trace. They're trying to trace where she's from. And uh, Luke makes a Luke makes an offhanded comment about, well, if she's a criminal, I'm sure Ryan's already in a book club with her. This forces a conversation between Mary and Luke about like what Luke's problem is with Ryan. He doesn't have a problem with Ryan. His problem. His problem is, I think his problem is with Ryan. And this scene, I don't know why, but this scene comes off a little, a little disingenuous. No, I loved this scene. Okay. I like I I felt the emotions like it it feels like Luke d- doesn't want to face the fact that Kate is gone and Mary's already in the place of facing that and I think which that she got to very quickly and offhandedly mind you like in the first episode she was like nope she's still alive I think at this point it's probably easier for Mary to um accept it even though she doesn't want to because she, I, I don't think she wants to live with the hope and then be disappointed. So Luke says his problem is like we're we're going through all of these hoops for Ryan, getting her a job, helping her out with her PO, and she's just a stand-in for Kate. Like once Kate comes back, she's gone. We're throwing her off to the side. We're never going to hear from her again. Mary, you know, Mary tells Luke like, look, Kate's not coming back. Kate's dead. You know, we need to we need to kind of get on get on with our lives and we have to face the fact that we need somebody to stand, you know, to to be there for Gotham because Kate's not going to come back. You know, what are the odds of surviving an explosion in midair? And then if you survive that, what are the odds of surviving the fall? So Mary, who had been originally like all rah-rah that Kate was still alive, is now like, yeah. I don't actually believe that. I think the lo- I think the longer the longer it goes without there being any sign that Kate was alive or any hint that she's out there, I think she's just forcing herself to face the inevitable rather than, you know, live in the possibility and then end up getting disappointed later. I think she'd rather just kind of be there now and mm-hmm. find a way find a way to kind of move on for lack of a better word. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. We come back from commercial, and Ryan is standing in front of the bat suit, looking at it, gazing deep into its mannequin eyes, thinking, I mean, that's what she did. Like, that was the entire scene. No, I know. <laughs> we go back to we go back to Mary's super secret underground medical facility that nobody knows about. Except for the people Everybody. who do. <laughs> except for literally everybody in Gotham except Jacob. Mary's Mary's assistant comes in and shows her a couple x-rays of the woman who Cat's had cancer. cancer. 
uh, Kaskins from the woman who had cancer earlier in the episode. And she says, you know, this this CAT scan was three weeks ago. Here's her cancer. This CAT scan is from today, and her cancer is gone. This call this makes Mary call Ryan, who walks over to Luke, and they have a discussion that the people on the list were all people that got the serum from to. They survived the bat bite. They survived the bat bite, and Mary here here's a weird comment and i'm fine with it but when you when you just extrapolate on it it is weird mary says she knew that the um, that the serum was a cure-all but didn't realize that it would come like it would cure um pre-existing conditions so I think that was just a weird word choice there. I think she should have said, I knew that it was going to be a cure-all for the toxin, but See, I didn't. See, but they used her blood in the – remember, they used her blood before and not just for the poison. Last season, they used her blood for something, and they were like, oh, it's a cure-all. But I don't think – is it that – I don't think she th- – I guess she figured it would be a cure-all for any anything new that's in, injected right. into the system. I don't think she thought it was going to cure whatever was already there. Right, and like I said, like that, it makes sense. Like you wouldn't really think about that. But also, as a medical person, you would think she would have, you know, maybe tried to find out a little bit, like when she knew she had that in her blood. But you don't think it, like. You don't think about it. It's one of those things right. like you don't think it's going to happen until it happens. Like right. she's not going to wonder, oh, my God, could this possibly cure cancer until she actually sees it cure cancer? Yeah. And this this kind of ties into the scene before of why of why Sophia would be so protective of this secret, because, yeah, if this thing can cure any illness, that is worth a ton of money. Yeah, it's worth you know, it. It's worth I mean, it's, a hell of a lot all, more than money. Yeah, it's already worth a ton of money if it can kind of cure anything at a moment's notice. Now, if it can go backwards, like if you can bring in somebody who's like who is terminal and give them this, and it and it saves them and it heals them, like it's just exponential as to as to the value of this. Yeah. While she, while she's on the phone. The assistant comes comes hitting the window. This her was office. so gross. Bloody. Zaz is there. Zaz killed her. He comes in. What is his fascination with slamming heads? It I was, mean, there's only so many ways you can kill somebody. I did, I just wasn't expecting that. I was like, oh, ew. Okay, <laughs> we're doing this. So he's there to kill Mary. Uh, Mary hits him with a tray and goes running out. And she, she goes, tells she tells Ryan is this when she yeah, tells Ryan to come? Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah. She's like, I need I need you here. Zaz is here. She goes running out into the alley. Zaz goes after her. As the as we hit commercial, Zaz finds her kind of cowering in like a little a little area. If I were married, I would have just kept running. Oh, I wouldn't have stopped. Yeah, like I don't understand why you stop at that point. Like that's just not a good idea. I, you just haul ass. Like you just you haul ass and you run until you can't run anymore. Yeah. 
Uh, coming back from break, we have, again, Sophie and her new BFF Tatiana on the beach with Tatiana just sharpening a sword, as one does, by a fire pit. But they want to <laughs> seem menacing. No, I think she was. I don't even think she was trying to seem menacing. It's just what she does. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I don't like she's doing it with a rock. I don't even know if that rock can actually can actually sharpen that sword because she's running it on like the flat top. Like she's not running it along the edge. Someone needs to teach this woman how to sharpen a blade because this ain't it, and I don't even know how to sharpen a blade right. I didn't <laughs> even notice that. Yeah. So Sophie's like, so Alice gets a, Alice gets an audience with the queen and you have to sit here and babysit me all day. Is this why you hate Alice? And Tatiana responds that if Sophia lets Alice live today, are you, you know, you need to be okay with her roaming Gotham. And Sophie says, look, is we get back to Gotham. I'm putting her in a cell the first chance I get to which Tatiana says well then you're no use to us she goes to she goes to kill Sophie with the sword and Sophie jumps up tack, you know, flips her over they have a short little they have a short little scuffle before we go over to before we go over to the alleyway with Zaz and Batwoman before the end of the commercial we had Batwoman come grappling in in the new suit yeah, we also skipped the scene where she told Luke she upgraded the suit and that if she was going to be Batwoman, she was doing it her way. Yes. I loved that. And then she's like, did you see the wig? <laughs> so Zaz even makes a comment. He's like, you know, this looks more you. I like the changes. They have a scuffle. Zaz makes a comment of like, you know, if you're fighting somebody who likes pain, at what point do you just give up? She knocks him out by extending the bow that she had a problem with earlier in the episode. That was so awesome. Knocks him out, and she's like, look who's comfortable now, which she didn't hear, so it was a totally wasted thing. But Mary comes out, and it's like, oh my god, like, I totally dig the new look. <laughs> I don't know if, yeah, that's pretty much her voice, too. Yep. Marion is a thing, I'm telling you. Now, how do we feel? I love the new suit. What do you think? I like it. I like it. Um, I mean, her putting down the wig and then still using a wig, I don't think I really like. Like, if that was her, like, if they just, if she cut open, like, the top and that was her natural hair, that'd be one thing. But, like, you can't be like, did you see the wig? And then be like, ha, this wig is much more realistic. I think it is, and I think it, it, it fits better for who she is. Like, yeah. I, <laughs> That wig didn't work for her. I mean, that wig kind of worked for Kate, but that wig did not work for Ryan. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm joking. The, the wig, the new wig looks really good for Ryan. Uh, and then Ryan goes grappling out of frame, and just leaves Mary there with a knocked out Zaz. Like, I don't think that was like she should have just taken Mary with her. Is what I'm saying. Yeah, that seemed a little strange. But we she's uh, but she's new to this whole grappling zipping thing, and she's only just now figuring it out for one person. Trying to add a second person might be a bit much. Yeah. So we go back to Coriana with Alice and Sophia talking, and Sophia is talking about when she 
when she found Alice and Mouse was locked away, her father had, you know, her captor had escaped. And she talks about how, you know, she had such a rage, but she didn't have a rage towards Kate. And now she's trying to kill the person who killed her sister and she can't figure out why. Now, so this is weird because, like, she says, like, when she was on the island, she makes she makes it seem like, you know, you still had a love for Kate. Like, you hated your father, but you still had a love for Kate, and that's changed. So it's weird, like, it's it's like an Alice thing, but, like, Alice, you know, remember, Alice is not there because somebody killed her sister. Alice is there because somebody killed her sister before, before she, she could. could before she could kill her sister. It's a weird conundrum. Like, both reasons she would still be upset, but it's like... You know, you're not here because you loved your sister. You're here because you wanted to kill your sister and somebody beat you to it. And so, like, Sophia's just really trying to pry, like, what happened? And, you know, Alice doesn't tell her exactly why. She just says, you know, she was just like, I thought me and Kate were the same, but I was wrong. You know, she doesn't tell her that Kate chose an Alice doppelganger, uh, Beth doppelganger over her. Yeah, because that's a little too complicated for the moment. I mean, I don't think it is. I wanted to hear it because I want like I was hoping to hear Al I was hoping to hear Alice tell that story just for the emotional aspect. Yeah, Her, but would Sophia know about the multiverse and know about other worlds? Yes. Okay. Sure, why not? Well, especially if she hired the rifleman to kill Alice. True. So uh Sophia holds out her hand for Alice to hold Alice holds her hand, and then tries pulling her in to stab her. They scuffle uh, to the point where Sophia ends up on top of Alice holding a unicorn horn, it looked like, to to Alice's neck. And then Sophia shows Alice Kate's necklace. So Sophia did have something to do with Kate. Yep. So again, like, there's there's no reason for the whole charade prior to this unless she didn't explode the plane but she took the opportunity to grab kate so she kidnapped kate and it just happened like somebody else exploded the plane i mean it's possible what if i mean what if sophia had people watching kate we know they had people watching sophie yeah i mean it is it is possible but it just seems like it just seemed very i don't it seemed very convoluted. Uh, well, I, I I tend to I tend to lean more towards the convoluted. I think it's my soap opera viewing. I tend to m- make things more convoluted. So I I wouldn't I wouldn't be opposed to Sophia just kind of taking the golden opportunity of taking Kate mm-hmm. if the opportunity presents itself. Yeah. We come back from commercial and Sophia Alice. Two lackeys are walking down the stairs as Sophie and Tatiana are struggling. Tatiana gets the upper hand on Sophie, is about to kill her, and Sophia stops her, tells her, you know, not to kill her. She asks why, what purposes she serves. She's like, look, I said don't kill her, so you're not killing her. She walks over to Sophie and tells her, you know, not, you know, it's not every day someone can get the drop on Tatiana, especially with their hands handcuffed. I'm impressed, and we're done here. And she gets. She gets stabbed with a vial of knockout stuff. Tranquilizer. Yep. And 
immediately passes out. Sophia and Alice have a have a little heart to heart where she's like, I need, you know, I want to, you know, I'm I have every intention of giving Kate back to you, but I need you to do something. And Alice says, I'm not leaving here until I get Kate, to which Sophia tells her she's not on the island. I wouldn't have you both on here at the same time. Back over in Gotham, we have Ryan coming into her. We have Ryan at her parole officer's office again. Her parole officer comes in gushing over Batwoman, who's on the front page of of the paper. And she's like, she is a hero. And Ryan's like, she is a vigilante working above the law. You should not like that. And so some of the parole officers like, you know, I talked to your boss. She loves what you're doing. To which Ryan, Ryan says, said she should. Yeah. I saved her ass last yeah. night. And then comes up with a really bad story of how they were out of gin and she got more. So she's got it. She has got to brush up on her lying skills. Yeah. So the parole officer is like, well, now that you have a job, you need to get you need to get a an address. You have one week to find housing. We go over to a alley where Alice and Sophie are kind of waking up out of a slumber with Alice pawing at Sophie's head as they as they come out. And Alice is like and Sophie's like, I can't believe we're still alive. And Alice is like, yeah, I'm kind of surprised you're alive, too. But that just means Sophia has a crush on you, which is great until it's not. <laughs> and I have, you know, and me and her have a common have a common um, task. So toodaloo. And she goes to go skipping off. And Sophie's like, where do you think you're going? You're a wanted criminal. And Alice lets her in on the fact that if I don't go off and do what I need to do, we're never going to get Kate back. And that stops Sophie in her tracks. Yep. Over to the holdout where Ryan is behind the bar doing bartender things, <laughs> like cleaning glasses. We have uh, Luke coming in with the paper and is like, where did they get this, where did they get this uh, publicity shot of you? She tells him that Mary is now her doing my PR. Yep, Mary is now doing her PR, and Luke. Luke's like, of course she is. Yep. So Luke kind of apologizes to her for being an ass the entire episode. He has a more gift than for just her. the episode. He's kind of been an ass since they met. Well, yeah. He has a gift for her, and it's a all red batarang, not just a red accented batarang. He says he got some more made. And she promises to work on her aim. I thought that was really sweet. I guess so. At first, I thought that was good. that was um, that was an emblem to put on her suit because the new her suit when she was wearing it once she upgraded it, it didn't have the emblem on it, the bat signal. It didn't. I didn't notice it. Uh, I thought it. I thought it did. I thought it was just like an accented red thing, but. I didn't so really for, notice. Until he said it, he had more made, and I realized it was a batarang. I thought right. that was the thing to put on her suit. I was like, oh. Yep. And now and now she wants to do some upgrades to the car. He's like, now you're talking crazy. Yep. We go over to Mary, who is at a tomb, or, or I would assume a family plot. or uh, Yeah. Yeah. A family plot in front of uh, Kate with a bunch of roses and candles 
and her and Luke kind of have a heart to heart where Luke's like, you know, just because you believe she's dead doesn't mean I do. It, you know, I'll, you know, I'm fine with Ryan, but it doesn't change the fact that I still think Kate's alive. Wait, was this at a tomb or was this at a memorial they had it for her at the holdup? I would think at a tomb because... Because it looked like it was the other side of the holdup and they just... Because you know how sometimes, like, when when people die or go missing, like, they'll make little memorial spots for them somewhere? Yeah, but no, this is this is at least a church because there's, like, marble. I mean, I'm looking at the scene now. Yeah, there's, like, there's, like, columns and marbling. Yeah, this is, this is either... I think this is their apartment, actually. Okay, because I, I wasn't I wasn't sure. Because there's the there's the thing of um there's the paper with Kate's um image and story from the first episode. Okay, because I, I I just thought that they had they had a memorial set up for her at the holdup. No. It didn't even dawn on me that this had changed locations. Yeah. Uh, we go back to the crow's headquarters where two guys are just walking in and they're talking about the fault the fault space society. And there's a picture that they're looking at. Um, the guy says he doesn't know who he is yet, so they don't want to go bring it to the commander until they get a name, because they don't just want to go and tell him, you know, we're looking for a guy in a black mask. Right. Which is the villain that we knew was already coming. Jacob is in his office. They opened Kate's phone. Uh He's looking through the various pictures. Now, did you expect a picture of the guy that they were referencing to pop up on her phone? Because that's what I was expecting, just the way it transitioned. Uh, no, nope. So he was going through he was going through pictures on her phone, and he came across a weird painting that had the word Sophia and a question mark written on it. Um, Sophie comes walking in, and you know she's like, and she kind of hints to the fact that Kate's alive. And Jacob asks her if she knows why Kate was investigating a painting by Jack Napier, um, which is which is a reference to the Michael Keaton Batman movie, because that was the name of the Joker in that movie. Ah, I figured it was an Easter egg. I just didn't know of what. Yeah, that's the name. That was the real life name of the Joker in the in the Michael Keaton Batman movie. And there is a scene uh, in the movie in which the Joker goes around an art museum kind of defacing different paintings and statues. So it was a twofer. And that is the end of the episode. Yeah, it ends with Sophie telling Jacob that she thinks Kate might be alive. Yep. So all in all, um, all in all, so yeah, I didn't, I liked Victor's Zaz, if it was not named Victor's Zaz. I liked I liked Sophia, though um, I feel like they gave uh, Kate's backstory with her to Alice, which, I mean, eh, it makes sense in the show. It wouldn't have made sense. It wouldn't have made sense to give it to Kate. Um, So it does make sense in the show. Again, why Sophia lies throughout half of this episode, I don't know why. I I think that'll be made clear down the line. Yeah, but we know Kate's alive. So it'll be uh, interesting to see where we go from here. All in all, aside from the Coriana stuff, which I did actually really enjoy, the the episode was just kind of okay for me. See, I, I mean, I think 
coming at it from a lack of comic book perspective, like I don't have any comic book knowledge. So I'm, I'm coming at this with no prior history. And I, I enjoyed this episode. I've basically enjoyed this entire season. There just seems to be a new energy. I don't know. Just something feels different in a good way. Mm -hmm. This was, this was the first episode of the season that I didn't really get that energy. And in fact, I will say one of the one of the things that that kind of I don't want to say soured me on this episode, but one of the reasons why I wasn't as into this episode is with with the revelation that Kate's alive and the way treats Ryan throughout most of this episode, it's it's very it's done very heavy handedly that it makes me feel like you're not like there's no reason to invest in Ryan's character because she'll just go away when Kate comes back. Now I'm not saying that's going to happen. I think Kate I think Ryan will still be around when Kate comes back, you know, as a sidekick, as a supporting character, as something. But a lot of this episode is kind of geared towards Kate's going to be back. Don't really you shouldn't really be investing in Ryan. And so I'm glad that a Luke now isn't going to do that because it was getting really, it was getting really like bothersome. Like this, it's only three episodes, but it was like every single scene. Yeah, but I I like that he's softening towards her. Um, I I didn't get that same feeling that this was a don't a don't invest in Ryan in Ryan thing. Mm-hmm. It almost felt kind of the opposite for me because it kind of felt like okay ryan is deciding to not live in kate's shadow to not just be a temporary placeholder and she's making moves to make that woman her own that's not saying i'm a placeholder that's saying i am batwoman and i'm going to be my own batwoman yeah yeah like that's what ryan's doing but i feel like everything else in the episode was was pointing in another direction so I'm not, you know, so that's that was really my biggest complaints with the episode. It it was a solid episode for me. I'm 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 loving everything right now. Yeah, and and that's fine. Like I said, this this was the first episode that I really felt that. So it'll be interesting to see where we go from here. Um other than that, in our continuing saga of of the ratings for this season, <laughs> This was the first this was the first episode that didn't go up against the NFL playoffs. Um, Are which we is, new next Sunday since Super Bowl Sunday is next Sunday? Uh yes. We're gonna get utterly trash next Sunday. Oh, I, I was that is seems so ridiculous to put them up against the Super Bowl. Oh no, I'm sorry, we're not. Yeah, no, we are not. Okay. Uh, because it said February 14th, and that's two weeks. So yeah, next week is not a new episode, which is good. Because yeah, it would have it would have gotten absolutely trounced against the um, against, against the, Super, the Bowl. Super Bowl. But uh, so for the first week, we weren't up against the NFL. More importantly, we weren't up against the NFL in um, uh, playoff games. So the 18 to 49 demo was up 25 percent week over week to a point two, and the viewership was up 15.46 percent to a season high 0.717. Uh, both of those were season highs, by the way. So every week it's gotten better. So that is a 
that is a plus. Uh, it is still trailing behind season one, but, you know, most shows don't typically do as good as their first seasons. Yeah, sophomore slumps are a thing. Yeah, so I think right now it's trending fine. I think it's trending in the right direction. Yeah. So we'll see. Where Honestly, here. I'm, I'm not worried about it. Yeah, neither neither am I, but it was it's just something that I want to give weekly updates about because I know there are people out there that do follow some of this stuff and I've actually gotten um I've actually gotten in the past messages from people asking about like, well, I keep hearing it's not doing well in the ratings. So this kind of I wanted to give away to kind of give an update weekly. Gotcha. Uh, so it is going it is the Ratings are trending up in the right direction. Plus, again, CW is different from like a major network. We're not yeah, the C- Fox, ABC, CBS. Yeah, the CW has their own metrics. Plus, they they really heavily rely on streaming once the season is over. So, if your show does well on streaming, even yeah. if the ratings aren't that good throughout the season, you will get renewed. That's basically how all american has been doing as well as it's been doing because all american kills on netflix like the numbers on netflix are insane oh nice so yeah so right now it's still fifth on the on the network for the 2021 season and again that's still behind supernatural which technically isn't around anymore so in theory for an ongoing show it's fourth it's behind swamp thing too right uh, it's behind Swamp Thing in one of the metrics, but not both. Gotcha. It's behind Swamp Thing in viewers, but in not total in, viewers. in total viewers, but not in demo. So, gotcha. yeah, it, like total viewership, it's it goes down to seventh. But again, if you take out Supernatural and Swamp Thing, two shows that aren't coming back, it's it's fifth. OK, Um. so that is where that stands Anything else you can think of? No, that's pretty much it for me. All right. Well, you can reach out to us uh, in a variety of ways. You can reach out to us by emailing us at batwomantvtalk at gmail.com. You can follow us and reach out to us on Twitter at batwomantvtalk on Twitter or me at Academy Rewind. And where can the people find you? I'm over at XO Tony Roney XO. All right. Well, that is going to do it for us for this week. We'll be back in two weeks. Uh, Yeah, two weeks for the next episode. Until then, they are shining the bat signal out in the sky. So we're going to head out of here. Goodbye, everybody. Bye, everybody.